Hey, witch. Welcome back to the Grunge Magic Podcast. I'm Panda Bennett, and we're here with Whiskey Stevens and Carrie Blake, also the fucking Terra Witch. And today we're going to be going over the hotbed of unpopular witchcraft opinions. I'm excited to talk with them. I'm nervous. <laughs> right? It's going to be I'm good. ready it's- for the comments. <laughs> and this was how the Grunge Magic Podcast broke up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so, Whiskey, I know that you had some written down. Let's just start with yours, because I'm really excited, ready to jump in. Yeah, so the first one I had was the opinion that witchcraft isn't a trend, and that witchy aesthetic doesn't equal being a witch. And I had a few points that I wanted to kind of touch on with that. I think that witchcraft isn't a trend is true. Um, I think that people coming in on the trend is perfectly okay, though, because... Like, that's kind of how I got into witchcraft even deeper. Um, and then witchy aesthetic being not being, like, doesn't equal being a witch. I think that's also true. Like, there are amazing witches that don't have a witchy aesthetic or what you would call a witchy aesthetic. Uh, witches that don't even have, like, a social media presence at all. Um, and But also, on top of that, like, I really do love... Okay, whatever we want to call the witchy aesthetic, whether it is, like, that um, dark colors, like, black, burgundies, deep purples, you know, like, I just love that aesthetic. So I don't think, like, dressing witchy aesthetic is bad either, though. So I totally, I totally agree with that. I think that, I think that people just need to leave that alone because a lot of new people um, that are you know, kind of hesitant to come to witchcraft or maybe have, like, a Christian background, they may come through fashion or they may come through candles and they may come through crystals and then really open up to some deeper healing and connection to themselves and their path. And, um, yeah, however you get here, just fucking get here and, you know, love yourself and, like, yeah. (laughs) I agree, obviously. I mean, we are, especially with the aesthetic, I mean, that's, come on, like, what is witchcraft aesthetic? You can have the dark, you can have even the cottage witch and the kitchen witch, like, we all look different, you know what I mean? And so, and I really love what you said, especially because it is, if you come through fashion, it is more of a healing or, or even if you come through, like you said, candles or your love of incense or tea, whatever it is, if that's your little tiny path that leads you to feeling more empowered, fuck it. Yeah, do it. I will tell you guys, I, this is, this is what I do, like, for my friends that, um, like, have gone through things, and they, like, need some healing, and they need some support, and, um, but they're, like, more, they're more conservative, like, I live in the middle of South Dakota, everything's very, very hardcore Christian, very, you know, shut down, and so, like, I will, I will take them, like, my, like, I'll take them a piece of rose quartz, and a piece of my favorite incense, and then I'll take them, I have, um, one, I think it's called Your Magical. It's kind of like a self-help book, like just like a little, the least witchy woo book that I can get with also being like, just like a gateway that's <laughs> really empowering. And I'll like wrap those up really nice and take that to them. And like each one of them, you know, cause they're not, 
you know, it's not like an introduction to Satanism or, you know, something scary that they would, you know, be put off by. But then it's just like enough to like get them being like, wow, I felt really good. I really liked that. Or I'm interested more. And like my other friend that I gave last year, she just bought her first Oracle deck and she's been, it's called Broken Not Healing or Healing Not Broken. And she's like just doing a lot of beautiful self-work and growth that like came from these like, you know, these introductions small gestures like introductions yeah Yeah. you know through aesthetic that that turned into some real growth and healing so yeah I think it's really interesting to the like the way that cinema kind of plays into the number of people that come into witchcraft like we saw a rise in witchcraft in like 2005 and then now like today I was re-watching an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch or or not Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I remember that show. Right. <laughs> the chilling adventures yeah. of Sabrina. And just like the style and like the witchy aesthetic in that series is like so cool. And watching like the characters evolve through the story arc and how their style evolves is, is really interesting. But I think that from like shows like that, people coming into witchcraft, maybe in like a big flux is fine because I remember all the other things that I kind of dabbled into before I was set on witchcraft and it's like a funnel right like not everybody that comes in from Sabrina is gonna stay but the people that are meant to are are gonna stay and then they're gonna find their path from that so um yeah well first of all I would die to have the weird sisters wardrobe yeah like it's (laughs) so good um but yeah like there's so many people that Okay, so, like, there was a big flux, like, when the original The Craft movie, like, came out. So, back then, you know, because... And so, then, even before that, I can't remember what the other one was. Or maybe it was a rock band. God, I'm old. (laughs) But there was a big influx then, too. And so, that just kind of happens. And, um, like you said, not everyone will stay. Um, And then Sabrina came out, and they even redid The Craft, um which I thought was good. Some other people didn't like it. I liked it. Um, But the people that need it and find a home here, you know what I mean? I think that's still important. It's still totally valid. We made it through the first one. Okay, (laughs) on to to the next one. (laughs) Let's go straight in to littering. Because I know that you'll, or do you think, yeah, okay. Because you're going to hit me with baby witch. So we're going to go into it. So the unpopular opinion that I actually wrote down um, was littering. I just wrote littering. I don't know why, but I feel like if you call yourself a witch and you are just going to throw any kind of trash outside your window, you're tra- You're going to get trash energy because I feel like everything's in an exchange. It's like you <laughs> threw that out and the earth was like, oh, you're, you, I'm trash, you're trash. And it goes right back to them. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> I've never heard that, but that's amazing. I wholeheartedly just wish that all witches were more like if we're saying we're connected to the earth and we care about the earth and the animals and and what's going on in this awareness and we're drawing those type of energies that we need to be giving back and make sure that we're doing what we can to like minimize like waste and harm to the earth. And so, yeah, like witches being like, oh, I'm so earthy and then like, um, 
burying glass jars in the earth or doing salt circles outside, which is actually (laughs) terrible. It kills the soil and things will no longer grow there. It's just really bad. And there's so many other things. If you're making a spell jar, like put all your stuff together, hollow out an apple, put all your stuff in the apple and bury it. Like if that's what you need to do, put all of your stuff, like if you're doing a curse, put all of your stuff inside a hot pepper wax it back together, bury it in the earth. And like, then you don't have the glass. Like um, you can do, if you're doing like a charm, you could do it inside a toilet paper roll. Cause that cardboard will break down in compost. And um, yeah, there's just so many other things. I do. I do agree with that. Like to, if you're calling yourself a witch and you're still like disrespecting the earth. <laughs> Those are great. That's actually great ideas. I even saw this TikTok where she, ho- and I tried it, so we'll see how it <laughs> works, but you hollow out an orange and then you keep the wick to make a candle yourself. I had never seen that before. And even like, if you get your own, I've seen where like you, people will get their own planters and put like soil, whether you go get soil and leave an offering or whether you like buy a bag of soil or whatever, you could then just do that on your altar. Why does it have to go then in the earth? You can keep everything clean. Do you know what I mean? I genuinely reuse as much as I can. And I'm not even saying you have to be like zero waste or that you have to like not use plastic or anything but if you're gonna just totally disregard and while you're walking and and want to trash things like yeah come on like you're gonna get trash energy like fuck that yeah so like if you're (laughs) driving and you throw your chicken nuggets you know container and your plastic cup out the window like yeah that's trash when you leave it outside your freaking door trash all of you i don't care come for me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, and I even see there's so many things like I think a good reminder to that kind of encompasses that is that when you're looking for things like witchcraft is old, it's the old ways. So there wasn't a lot of these things, pre-made things, plastic things back in the day. So looking back at how things were done back then. So even like I saw a thread that was like, oh, I'm trying to find like this you know, spell doll or this poppet and I'm going to like bury it in the earth. Like, well, you can make your own and you can do like corn husk dolls for any type of thing that you need to do. And you can bury those in the earth. There's just like, there's a substitute for absolutely everything rather than using, putting plastic into the earth. You know what I mean? Or just like even the salt circles, you can use eggshells, you can use incense ash, you can use flower petals, you can use rocks. There's just so many different things that you can do, you know, with, without harming the earth. I feel like our practices shouldn't do further harm to the earth. I agree. I would just say, I think researching something before you put it outside um, is probably the best policy. Where do you research stuff? Google is a good place to start. Um, Scribed is like $8 a month, I think. Um, and you have access to like so many different books and you can learn whatever you want and I'm probably pretty sure there's like some uh, earth-friendly magic on Scribe that you can learn from like actual books that have been published by reputable sources, reputable publishing agencies. So that's where I would start with that. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was aggressive. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, You're so like, <laughs> we love you guys. We love you guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's how um, Carrie got kicked out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so following that, I'm gonna follow this. You guys, uh don't don't come for me. Here we go. Um so my uh, my personal super super unpopular opinion. So um 
I am black and Native American. I am a tribal member of the Sisseton Wapton Sioux Tribe. Um, and so my unpopular witchcraft opinion, <laughs> I'm so anxious, is that um, using anyone can use sage because it is of the earth. It's of the earth. It's a plant. Anyone can use it. I've even talked to people from different tribes. Um, but I, myself, when I'm doing things for my witchcraft practice, I never, ever, ever, and when I hear this, it's like nails on a chalkboard. It just makes me cringe so hard. But I never say the word smudge. I never say that I'm smudging because it's a ritual. It's a tribal ritual that has a bunch of different other things involved. I always say for myself, and again, I don't dictate anyone else's practice. This is just my unpopular opinion. Um, I use sage, but I say I'm smoke cleansing. I'm saging my area. You know, those type of things. I don't ever say smudging because that's how I was raised. And I was taught not to say that. And that that was not what I was, was doing. Um, but the second part of that, my unpopular opinion, is that I've always believed and been taught and been raised that anyone can use sage because it's of the earth and we all should be using things that come from the earth and getting back to those natural ways of like planting and growing and, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, <laughs> don't hate me. <laughs> no, I love that because it's also that uses, it's the language it's protecting that practice of what it is. So if you're going to use it, why, why there's so many other words, why use smudging when it comes from that? I've never used that word either. I always said I'm cleansing, or I would even say saging. Um, but, and I do love that you even said like, cause we can grow that sage, that type of sage and we can, you know, you can use that, but using the word specifically, you can cut that out of your vocabulary and the people who decide not to, I just feel like that's like, it's just not yours to use that word. So I wholeheartedly agree and, and like your opinion. Yeah, that's just what I was taught. I even sell like cups that say, I sell coffee cups that say, go sage yourself. Um, but like, I would just never... I was just taught like that it, I was never supposed to say that. So because of that teaching and always being told that and being raised in that environment, um, like for powwows and stuff, like when people around me say that, I'm like, Ugh, uh. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, that's just my unpopular opinion. Yeah, I think definitely um, respecting the story and respecting the actual practice, like um, the way that. And this probably would apply to other things as well, like um, if we looked at like all the cord cutting uh, spells that are happening on TikTok right now, like um, tons of them. And then if you go through the comments, people are saying that uh, cord cutting is cultural appropriation and then there's a number of people that are saying actually it's not because different uh, cultures have similar um, practices. But it's basically like how you're actually using it and what you're actually doing. And I think that respecting that um, different cultures actually have different ways of using it that is theirs. Because it, it goes back with their stories, with um, everything, you know, it just ties into it all. So I think that's something to consider. Like, I think that's really the key there, or that I think is the key, that I can maybe do, create my own spell for um, taking my energy back or um, removing an energy from my life, um, but I'm not going to be doing the same exact 
ceremony as a specific like hoodoo cord cutting uh, ceremony. So I think the same thing applies to like um, using sage and just being respectful and like doing it in a way that relates to you and like your um, practice and if you practice a certain type of folk magic or something like that. Um, really like that's the way that I would look at it. Personally like for me and what I do, I actually like to make like the sage bundles. Like I'll go to the grocery store and I'll get a bunch of stuff. And usually it's like I I weren't I don't know what I call it. like I used to call it like a burnable because I think I saw Ritual Craft calling what they did burnables and I wanted to make my own. So I got like rosemary and thyme and um, I got green sage and it was all from the grocery store, really cheap. So um, I started doing that. But I mean, just to tie it back into the actual ceremony and practice of it, like, that's my view on it. The next one that was an unpopular opinion, and I guess this is a two-parter one, is that you can be any religion and be a witch, and, and that not all witches are Wiccan. My take on religion and witchcraft is that if you want to be a witch and you are of a different religion, then you can call yourself a witch. I think that some people will have issues with that just because they may have different idea of what a witch means and it's actually really broad because witchcraft can mean different things to different people. Um, there's a lot of uh, practices that are like coven based and they have you know different ways of practicing and that would classify them as part of that coven or classify them as a traditional witch or a um, any other type of witch. Uh, then we have like solitary practitioners and more, you know, people that are making their own path uh, and they might have a different term of what witch means to them. And I think that as long as something works for you, uh, my take on it is that it's okay. Like, who am I really to say what you can and can't do? And um, w not every witch is a Wiccan, definitely, because we have traditional witchcraft and then uh, we had... Um, you know, Gardnerian Wicca come come from that, and a lot of like the Wiccan movement brought a lot of witches in. But I don't think that to say that as a broad brushstroke, every witch is a Wiccan. I think that's um, actually really damaging to people that have their own practice and practice different things, and it kind of like takes away from what they're actually doing. Um, so I would just like to put in my two cents about that with the religion and the witchcraft. Um, so I've heard the opinion that like you can't be a witch if you're a Christian because Christians um, oppressed witches and you know demonized it and that type of thing. So my thought on that is that um, in this day and age, it's 2021. It really comes down to you. So in what you're doing, what type of work you're doing at your core, um, if you're still oppressing people and you're still upholding, you know, racism and those type of ideals, um, but if you're using your religion to, like, better yourself and to be inclusive and, you know, breaking down those other barriers, I'm, there's no reason that you can't be a witch because truly, if you look at any and all religions, <laughs> they have problematic beginnings. And I don't care what religion that is. Um, so it's really how you're using it today. Um, no one in this age are gonna be the people that were present at the hangings or burnings of witches. So what are you doing today? What are your beliefs today? And I think that you can be, like I'm not a Christian, but I think that you could be a Christian and still be a witch. And like, that's, you know, again, it depends on what inner work you're doing, you know? I agree. And then also, well, I only came, I came from Catholicism, so. 
the shit that they do in every mass and all their weird little extra days, it's super witchy anyways. So regardless, if you want to be a Catholic and then also say, I'm a Catholic witch, I think that's totally okay. And if the religion, um, this is something that you said earlier, which I really loved that may not make it, but Panda had said that um, if the religion doesn't, what did you say? You said if the religion doesn't accept it, then that's with you and the religion, yeah. right? Yeah, right. So I really like that because even you're you already calling yourself a witch may have that separation, but there are going to be some people who are accepting of that in that religion, and there's some people who aren't. So just if that feels right to you, then just take you can take that label and say that I am this kind of witch, a Catholic witch or a Christian witch. And again, it depends on how you're applying it to your life and what you're doing, um, and how you're healing or yourself, um, how you're what you're bringing to the world. Because that also can be really healing for somebody like me who has a lot of issues because of the religious trauma and then I see somebody else who's saying no you know what I'm using it this way and took it on their self that can be a really beautiful healing thing too so if that's what you're going to do that's okay you can you can make that label for yourself if I have a personal belief about a certain religion then that's my belief but I don't have to like openly bash other people for believing what they believe in like I'm not going to go on social media and comment on somebody that says they're a Christian witch and say well you can't be that um, because I think that it's really important to respect what somebody else believes in and I think it's really important to actually see how things are evolving and I know that a number of people actually do have issues with um, Christianity or the way that it I think it, no, I don't want to say the way it used to be because it's still evolving. And I mean, I have issues. Um, but I think that seeing where people are coming from today, like there are a number of people online that are openly um, talking about the way that they practice Christianity. And it's very much more inclusive, I think, than it was even like 10 years ago. Um, we have churches, I think it's like the sarcastic luciferian not luciferian well lutheran um sarcastic lutheran is a lady that wrote a few books and i kind of follow her on instagram and she openly talks about how it's an inclusive environment like uh they're not turning away people that are gay or trans and they're open to people coming in that have addiction issues and today what i see on social media and people like openly advocating for evolution in their religion is something that I'm totally there for. And so if you want to be a Christian witch and you're inclusive and you're, um, you know, you're on that kind of move towards the evolution of it being very positive, I think that's a plus. I think who am I to say that shouldn't be a thing? Um, yeah, that's don't be... Yeah. A gatekeeping <laughs> asshole. I mean, that just like, no, seriously, don't don't gatekeep. I mean, your energy is better spent towards yourself. And if we want change, then don't don't like stifle someone else's evolution. And like, especially when these people are working to evolve in Christianity and their beliefs and, you know, widening that and making it more, you know, inclusive and diverse and that kind of stuff, then don't don't step on that. Like, let it, you know, if you want change, you have to let things grow and evolve, you know? Even if they started out problematic and some people are still to this day using them problematic, don't step on the ones that are growing and changing. Last point on that, like that I just wanted to share was that um, I think that like recognizing like you just said, like that there is a problematic beginning. 
Um, and then recognizing that from all that, like, different folk practices have now incorporated the Bible and Christianity into what they do. And I think that um, it's been so long of, like, doing that that we can't really erase that now, um, if that makes sense. I don't even know if I'm wording it right or saying it the right way, but I think that, um, and for different reasons, which is, like, messed up at the same time. <laughs> so... One reason could be that we have folk practitioners that, like me, who my grandmother was Catholic, um, and she read tarot, and so from that, you know, I wanted to learn about, well, what is the Bible actually saying about, you know, um, and how can I use it for witchcraft and magic? But then we have other, um, like, cultures and people that had to use the Bible and kind of practice in that way to, like, disguise that they actually had um spiritual practices and like uh folk magic before christianity came because if they didn't uh they would be persecuted and um killed even so i think that you have to actually look at the history of that whole thing and see how you feel about that as well so the unpopular opinion that i wanted to talk about today um just to open it up to discuss with you guys because i think it's really interesting and i don't actually really know where i fall with this one um but when I put this out there and sourced questions um, from the Teaching the Way of the Witch group, uh, people had really strong opinions about the spelling of magic versus um, ending with the CK for magic um, to differentiate, which um, came about like from Crowley and it came about from like differentiating between sleight of hand magic versus, you know, universe magic, witchcraft. Um, yeah, so someone said that the CK makes it cheap. Other people said that they really liked it. They liked this, you know, to be like, I'm not doing, you know, birthday birthday card tricks, like that kind of deal. Um, other people don't like it because they um, get hung up on the, like, kind of racial dirty history behind it. Um, so, yeah, I just wondered what you guys, I just wanted to bring that to the floor. I'm going to drop that bomb and slowly back, <laughs> back out of here. <laughs> Um, yeah, so definitely I see, like, I don't really have an issue with different spellings of it. Um, I see, like, Chaos Magic when it was being written about by Phil Hine and, um, Peter Carroll. Chaos Magic was with a C. Uh, and then moving forward, like, I saw more stuff on social media, Chaos Magic being spelled with a K now. Um, and I kind of, okay, so I do like that we are able to differentiate between stage magic and magic just because I think obviously it's very different and I think today um, with social media uh, it's really easy to see like on TikTok people are doing magic tricks and then there are for some reason people are accepting it and then even asking like when am I going to be able to get to do this and it's a magic trick so like and magic itself is really fucking strange anyway when you get into, like, talking about scrying the ethers and, like, astral projection. And so there is a difference between what we can do and, like, what is a kind of, I want to say, like, a cheap magic trick. Do I agree with Crowley and, um, like, his history? I think no, obviously. I think that it, it gets into a weird thing where it's like, can you read books by somebody and not yourself agree with their life or what they did and it, this might be an extremely unpopular opinion but I do think that 
you can take something if it's if it it's good, but you don't have to agree with everything. And I definitely don't agree with a lot of what Aleister Crowley did or the who he was as a person. I think if you actually read about um, a lot of the stuff that he did, it seems it sounds really fucked up. And I'm not even talking about the things that could be um, untrue, like when he said that uh, they eat babies, you know, and it was actually people are like swallowing. Uh, so I think um, it's it's like even the actual stuff that he did was fucked up. Yeah. But do I think that I like the differentiation? Yes. So I personally do use magic with a K, but that's just the way that I do it. Um, that's my two cents on it. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. So Crowley was a weird guy, just like as a base before you got to like all the racial and like anti-Semitism. Like before you got into the really problematic, he was a weirdo like on the surface. So, um, but no. So I do like the differentiation, and actually, um, magical AF is like my business logo and it's with a ck and so like my the arcane panda clothing it says magical af it has the ck um but the way that i look at that is again just like you said because i've i've read books by crowley about crowley i've read about thoth you know i have thought decks um but like i don't hold those values and that's how, how i live my life or my practice and so i i feel like witch is a reclaim i feel like queer is a reclaim like we're reclaiming everything and so like i'm just taking that back to you i'm taking back magic with a ck it's mine now it's not weird and <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah mm -hmm. so that's that's how i look at it though i love the differentiation i did not know until like maybe six months ago that it was because of him because i just like i said in one of the podcasts i, I had never really been interested in his work um but Honestly, I think I saw it first on like either Kellyanne Maddox or something. I don't remember when I saw the K and I was and I found out that that they it was differentiated from sleight of hand magic. And I liked it because my name starts with a K. And so I was like, yeah, magic works for me with a CK because it's like a little bit of me in there. So that's why I started using it. And um, so I guess I kind of did the reclaim myself. Yeah. Uh, but I really, I kind of like it, on honestly, because when I do, especially how some people act when I tell them like, oh, I'm a witch. And they're like, oh, magic, huh? Like, can you move things? Can you do? And I'm like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, so I like the differentiation. It's like, I'm magic. CK bitch, okay? <laughs> so Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause like seriously, and this is this is so weird. I don't get enough sleep, but like in the middle of the night, I was watching this thing about like how like Nazis keep like reclaiming and appropriating like different fashion labels. And I'm like, if they can take that, like I'm taking back everything I need to take back or want to take back. So like, yeah, I think again, that's not how I live my life or my practice or my beliefs. And so like, I think we're just reclaiming it and repackaging it. So like, if you want to use it, use it and repackage that into whatever it means for you. You know what I mean? You don't have to agree with Crowley's <laughs> weirdo stuff, but. So my new unpopular opinion <laughs> is your magic does not need to be serious. I feel like when I first started, it always had to be super serious. It had to be super potent. It had to be a big working. It had to be so fucking extra. The aesthetic, aesthetic had to be there, everything. 
Um, and it's just not true. It goes back to um, one of the podcasts we did where when you were having a bad day, you get the fucking birthday cake and you wish for a, a better day. That's like super like sweet, silly, really wholesome. And I think that is absolutely magic. It really doesn't have to be this big, long, ridiculous full moon ritual or whatever the fuck. It just doesn't. I think that joy is extremely powerful. So I would like joy and laughter are like some of the most powerful healing and cleansing powers that there are. So I would definitely agree with that statement. Um, yeah, you don't have to take it too seriously. And I don't know, like um, whatever puts you in the headspace to like get your intentions right and to bring your focus back and to elevate your vibration. So if that is like being silly about it or doing something that sparks joy, um, yeah, it's, there's, you know, witchcraft isn't a three-piece suit. It's just, you know, it's whatever you need it to be. Maybe you need it to be a three-piece suit. Maybe you're getting your shit together, but it just, whatever, <laughs> whatever you need it to be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be super serious for sure. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's like a blend of the two, to be honest with you guys. I think that, um, so in the beginning, definitely, I think that I kind of messed around with a bunch of different stuff, and then, um, through, maybe it's more like occultism, uh, or like different forms of magic. I think that if you're gonna venture into different different kinds of magic or different paths that you should be a little serious when you're researching and when you start to actually put them into practice because there's like I think I don't know I think they're called spiritual laws where you have to know something first if you're gonna venture into something else so definitely know banishing definitely know how to protect yourself definitely focus on like meditation because if you can get meditation and grounding down, you're going to be able to, if you just jump into something else, like I want to just mention, if you just jump right into astral projection or something else, then, or like in, invoking energy, uh, then I think you're going to have an issue. If you're going down those paths and you're doing those types of workings, then I think that it, it you should take it seriously. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But... I mean, like, not all mads. I think that definitely having fun in your magic is important because uh, laughter is the best method of banishing, I believe, personally, kind of being more like chaos magician, uh, you know, and, like, if you can laugh at something, it, it clears everything. Um, if you have, like, something in your house, maybe, you call it something in, or you just feel like the energy is off, laughing in every room, that's definitely what I like to do. And just having fun, like, that birthday cake thing, it was fun. And it cleared up a lot of shit that was going on for me. So I do think, like, I think that that's serious, and I may be getting, like, technical with that, but mm -hmm. I think it's a very serious and a really powerful form of magic, mm -hmm. but it's having fun at the same time that Grant Morrison said laughter can banish any and all demons and that's like demons if you believe in demons as separate entities but it's also your own fucking demons like my mm -hmm. own shit I am my own worst enemy and if mm -hmm. I can laugh at myself like 
all the better, I guess. <laughs> no, that's really true. Even like, or like knowing laughter when you laugh with somebody because you guys both kind of have the same thing. So like, even that's why we love comedy, right? When you're watching, if I have a shitty day, I literally will go turn on comedy or something like that. And that automatically changes too. Now there's sometimes that I will literally light a candle and it's like an actual, to me, that's magic. I'm literally turning everything and I'm like shutting everything off. And so I really kind of love the knowing laughter situation and laughter being banishing and everything yeah i i think that i don't know yeah now now you made me think more technically like obviously (laughs) technically i wouldn't like i wouldn't walk into a wicked initiation and be like laughing around and like not taking things seriously and like um yeah i think there's a difference between like messing around and like being lighthearted you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like yeah definitely take what you're doing seriously research things don't be calling in things you know your first day that you don't know what they are you don't know how to do them that kind of thing but um yeah like yeah now I'm like thinking well even with that though but like see (laughs) even with the serious thing in general like it in my opinion I meant more like Right. Like, it doesn't have to be, yeah, see, like, all the time. Yeah. It's just kind of ridiculous. But I do agree you should research, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be doing serious magic anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think too many people get caught up in the, oh, I need to make sure this is all right and this is very serious. I'm doing magic. Like, no, it really doesn't. There's such a full, like, range that it really can. It depends on what you're doing. I think that's mostly what it comes down to is it depends on what you're doing. You're not going to laugh while you're trying, I mean, maybe actually laughing would be really good if you are trying to take back your energy and you're like, fuck it, taking back all those good times and everything. So you fit it to how you want, because I don't know, I think I would walk in, if I'm initiating somewhere, I wouldn't want it to be serious. I'm going to be real. I want to have a good time. When I decided to even join this, I was like, we're going to have a good fucking time. It doesn't need to be serious. It can be sometimes, but it's supposed to be feel good. And sometimes serious isn't always the way to go and I think that that's more so been shoved down our throats yeah I think like um I definitely see where you're coming from and that you're pointing that and um like my take on that would be magic if you're thinking magic is change and conformity with your will like I post pictures of paintings that I do and I think that is magic right like that's fun for me I put paint on canvas I mix it all up it doesn't have to look great and what I'm doing is I'm changing something with conformity with my will. Like I'm using my creation, like the creation energy flowing through me and balancing the scales of magic from manifestation through creation and is changing the way that I personally feel and I'm having a good time. And so like it's serious if you break it down and you're technical with what magic is, but on the surface of it, it's fun. I'm just making a fucking painting. So, I mean, I, so I got really, I got way too technical with that, but I just wanted to explain it. Like, if you're just pulling a card over, and then you're going to review the card, and you're going to, um, maybe you're doing a path working through it, you know, like a meditative path working, that's fun, that's adventurous, but if you break it down, you're actually doing some really serious magic. So I think that even the smallest mm-hmm. things, if you don't think that it's serious, like, that's, it's still really powerful. Um, so I don't think, like, we can really judge what's um, serious and what's not mm-hmm. in my, I guess, I would say. But, like, 
I do agree with you, like, having fun is, like, a huge part of it. Yeah, like, if you're not having fun, like, if I had to be serious and, and magic wasn't fun for me, I probably would stop doing it. Like, I wouldn't have been doing it this long. You know what I mean? Okay, so my last unpopular opinion for this day, actually, each of us have, like, a huge list. We can turn this into a series. <laughs> but my last one for today is that, um, <laughs> don't hate me, but your your pets are not your familiar. Um, they're your pets. And they now... I will say that animals have their own healing energy. That's why you find pets in nursing homes. I mean, scientifically, you know, they improve people's health, their happiness. Um, they can smell when people are ill. I mean, that's crazy. So, like, that's why you find um, cats and dogs and birds, like, in, you know, hospitals and care centers. And they raise vibrations. I definitely, for sure, for sure. But they however, are not your familiars. And you wouldn't want them to be because um, basically, like, your familiars, like, protecting your energy and your life force. And so, like, if you were supposed to take a hit or die, like, the familiar would be taking and absorbing that energy, taking that hit for you. You wouldn't want that. It would definitely kill, like, your normal house cat. And you just don't want that. <laughs> you don't want to do that to your pet. Like, I assume you guys are all good pet parents. So, like, you wouldn't want your pet to be your familiar anyways. Um yeah, and, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. Um, I'm not too, for, like, I'm not familiar with familiars, to be honest with you. Like, I... <laughs> that was funny. Hey. I love it. It's not something that I feel like I can actually talk on to, with any type of authority, just because I never really felt called to explore having a familiar. I mean, I have a pet um, who... I mean, is with me all the time, literally like 24-7. So we have a super awesome bond, but um, not my familiar, I wouldn't say. She's just a dog to me. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. That sounded mean. She's definitely part of my family, but she's not a familiar. Well, I'm definitely not an authority, and I'm definitely not, you know, I will never say that I'm the master or of anything. Definitely do your own research, but... Um, a familiar is an entity that you call to you to, like, bond to you to, like, move through this, like, plane to protect you from other things. And it just, energetically, you wouldn't want to put that on, you know, on Spot or Fluffy. Like, you just don't want to do that. And so I see a lot of people that are just like, well, the, my cat's my familiar. We're always together. Well, that's because your cat likes you, and that's, just, that's great. But they're a cat, and, like, that's just not... Um, I feel like that leaves people open then because they're like, well, I'm doing my spell and my familiars here. I'm like, well, actually you're on your own 110% because like your cat's not, you know what I mean? So I just think that people should do more research about that. And also, could you imagine they do the spell and then little Fluffy's gone, okay? And then they're just like <laughs> never going to do spell work again? That's just not, let's let's just honestly stop calling your pets familiars. I don't care if you like are about to move in somewhere, you go somewhere and there's like a cat that shows up and you're like, oh my gosh, Hogwarts, I'm magic, this is my familiar, it got delivered to me. Not true. Um, I've never, I've also never ever like um, looked into wanting a familiar or anything. I loved them like on the witch shows that I've seen them in um my dog is like this is probably a different unpopular opinion I call her my fur baby I don't give a fuck um but she's not again I wouldn't want Daisy to just be kaput because I wanted to do a spell I'd much rather take the hit because that would like <laughs> probably really hinder me moving forward with magic so let's just like <laughs> let's just say fluffy <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah and I mean 
And you may call animals to you, and that's definitely the witch in you. That's definitely your energy because animals have like another sense and they can sense what's safe and like who to go to. So if you're outside and this animal chooses you and comes up and is like, hey, I'm hungry, I'm cold, take me in, like that's still a blessing. That's still super magical and you're like connected and like that's so great. But like, yeah, like if you want a familiar, like do some research and do like the, do the, calling and call a familiar in to attach to your energy like don't don't put that on your counter dog but when you said they come to you cold and hungry and everything and I'm like yeah and you're just like familiar kaput like that is not like follow through with your thoughts like do the research figure it out because I swear to god if you guys call a stray cat and then you bind that cat as the familiar let me find out let me find out because your ass is grass like it's just not okay <laughs> that would be so sad. Like instead of baloney, like this stray cat comes here, and instead of like a warm bowl of milk, it gets like energetically bound to take hits for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Damn, I just wanted some milk. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. So that's mine. What else do you guys have? I I liked that one. I just wanted to touch on quickly because and I also saw in the group somebody was like, yeah, don't take other people's pets. And I think this also ties into, like, not everything is a sign. Not everything is fucking reaching out to you all the time. Um, (laughs) You can tell if a cat is a house cat or something because it comes up to you. Like, I have a cat who wanders around the neighborhood, um, and it literally will, like, follow as I walk, or it'll come, and it'll, like, play with the kids down the street. And it's actually the pastor's cat, like... Um, from one of the churches around here, and it just, like, roams around, but everybody knows it's the pastor's cat. Now, let's say you did not know that for some reason. You thought you had a, a familiar, and you just, like, steal somebody's cat. I think that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> never thought about that. Like, are people out there <laughs> taking other people's pets? Like, what the hell? You guys need to yeah. find out where that pet came from. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. Okay, so... We have cats that come and go in this area all the time. I don't know if it's because, like, we live, like, kind of on a cross area. And so we have lots of animals that cut through our yard. Also, I leave my yard. It's, like, a jungle. And I leave it because I'm, like, feeding the bees and stuff. So we're not landscaped or anything like that. Um, But you can always tell, like, the cats that are, like, well-groomed. And, like, they're all shiny and they're fat. And, like, you know what I mean? And I can tell, like, the scraggly cats that have been, like, out fighting. And they've, like, got, you know, they're dirty and they're thinner. And, like, they're Mm -hmm. skittish. Like, don't be stealing other people's... I didn't know that was a thing. Out here, people just kidnapping cats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think that would be my last one. Um, would be, I think that not everything is a sign. I think that not, and, and this is something that, um, I know a few other people had touched on and like, if you are in the witchcraft community and you're watching like deity videos, um, and if you're exploring working with a deity, I think it's important to do research as to the background of that deity, right? Um, where did they... What's their? What is their own creation story? What struggles did they go through if you're working with, um, you know, a certain deity? Uh, what do they like? What do they don't like? Do they have an end to call them? Do they have another name that they go by? Um, that way you know that which deity you're actually working with, and it's, it's them and not a trickster spirit or something like that. Um, but on top of that, like, 
if let's say I don't I don't personally work with the Morgan, but I know you know people say oh the Morgan reached out to me because I saw a crow. Um, I think that in my personal opinion is look for more signs than that. Okay, and not everything is a sign, um, but I do also like this might be like weird, but I because I do believe that if I am seriously impacted by something, then and I get a few more confirmations, then I will take it as, like, intuitively, I know I should move in another direction. But anyway, not everything is a sign. <laughs> no, I yeah. love that. I ask for multiple signs as well. And I literally, if I think that one thing, even if it's something small like that, I'll write it down. And then I'll be like, okay, I'm open to different things. I hear you. If this is a sign, make it clear. And I, and I literally will state that out loud to see what else happens in the coming weeks and days. But I do agree that it's definitely not every single thing is a sign. However, I do believe in synchronicities and things like that because we have to be, I think we're so told not to tune in and we do have to tune in to see what's coming to us. And, and I think we just have a lot of distractions. So we do have signs, but not every single little tiny thing. And also remember your phone does listen to your ass and it will just pop up things. So when you're like, Oh my gosh, this is for me. Like, no bitch. Is your Google <laughs> listening? Like, come on, you could turn that off and then let's talk about some signs. You know what I mean? Like whatever you're searching. So. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's, well, that's like my, honestly, it's like my biggest pet peeve when people are like, what do you think this is? I'm like, it means your camera's dirty. Your fingers over the camera. You've got a smudge on your window. Like the light is coming through and it's reflecting on your frame. Like it's just, it's not always everything and it doesn't, everything doesn't mean that you're haunted. Like it's not all a sign. So yeah, definitely use some discretion or just kind of, yeah. Common sense. Think <laughs> it through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just you. Just sometimes you just saw a fucking bird. Like, you know what Enjoy I mean. Enjoy the nice bird that's like flew by. Say bye, bitch. Like, nice to see you, and move on. Like, yeah, yes. it's not always a sign for sure. Yeah, I think that synchromysticism is something to definitely check out and look into because different things can be connected. Like, different things from different places can be connected and have a thread of common interest for you, mm -hmm. even if it doesn't look that way from the outside. Right. Um, but at the same time, like, I also weirdly think about, am I making these things happen? Am I looking for these things because I want this answer, because I want this to be a thing? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that comes from... You really have to, like, know yourself, know where you're coming from. And, like, I've had that happen where I really want something to be a thing. So I look for every fucking single thing of confirmation, even though deep inside, some part of me is like, this actually is not right for you. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's yes. like I'm making something a sign, even though it should Don't, yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't speak like, over top of your intuition. Like, when yeah, you know in your gut, but you're like... Oh, but this could be a sign, but, you know, I looked at the clock. This could also be a sign, but you know, like, you know that it's not right for you. Like, yeah, don't, mm -hmm. don't try to drown out your intuition. And I think that that's also being, if we're, especially if you subscribe to the word witch and energy and pulling energy and things like that, if you want it that bad, you could be pulling those things. So, like, I definitely think 
funneling it through and thinking it through. And that's why I say writing, journaling about it even. Because honestly, I there's so many times, especially when I'm journaling about something that I think, I'll actually get to it, especially if I'm just like writing whatever comes out, not like paying attention as much. I can see like, okay, is this me and my ego or like whatever I think I should have or whatever the fuck? Or is it something that's truly calling to me? You have to like funnel it through all of those different outlets or whatever perspectives. That's all I had for this. Yeah, one. That's- I, think <laughs> did, I think we did a lot of good yeah. stuff. Thanks everybody for joining us for the unpopular opinions uh, episode with the grunge magic podcast. We're going to be out every Tuesday. If you want to make this a series, please drop your unpopular witchcraft opinions. We really want to do more of these. It's a lot of fun for us and we definitely want to hear from you guys. We did start a Facebook group, so you can definitely join that. The link will be down in the description below and we can't wait to see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.